Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. And I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. Welcome to part three. If you missed part one and two, do catch up with that. In part three, we're going to discuss the rest of the avatars and more about the process of understanding these human suits. Um, We were the experts in the field, and so we're speaking very plainly and point blank about these patterns that make up, you know, what we're calling this human avatar. But they are alive all around you. They're in the books you read. They're in the movies and the TVs that you're watching. They're in the environments that you walk into. They're in your relationships. It's all around you. So we hope you enjoy this conversation. And this is our beautiful co-producer, Austin Peters. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi. Austin. All righty. Okay, we have dwarves. Meg, what are some dwarf strengths? Dwarf strengths. Dwarves are the most resilient of the creatures. They are, as Kieran says, our warrior cast. They will reliably just move through any task. Um, They are extremely um reliable in that sense like if you if you if you give that a dwarf a task my stepfather helped move me out to california he he did everything (laughs) he drove the truck he bought the tools he dug the holes he um stayed up late he got breakfast in the morning he's gonna want to um execute the task on hand, he's a, these, these are worker people who, um, will carry, carry the family on their back. (laughs) Um, their strengths are, they're, they're loyal, they're principled. Um, they're, they, they really can, like I think of a a dwarf mom I know who you can, you can, you can count on her to, um, be there for every kid's uh, baseball game, um, show up with uh, the wine for the gals at after the gate baseball game, um, be home to cook dinner and stay up late to talk to three different cousins because they're all planning for um, the, the family wedding coming up in a couple months. But how's that different than the human who's doing all that in a role? Because it's, it's oh, coming from there. It's coming from this principle and this loyalty and this family orientation. Um, there's a lot of heart in it. It isn't about the family role. They'd be much, they'd be willing to buck social norms, um, to follow their principles. A dwarf will stand on those principles and, and be uh, sometimes have a, a nice old rant in public, um, uh, not caring what other people think because they're standing on their principles. Um, I know a dwarf who got cut off in, in traffic and, um, instead of, uh, you know, like a human might, um, you know, just be, wouldn't, wouldn't cause a fuss. Uh, he chased the guy down, <laughs> he had a big old rant pulled up right next to him in his truck and told him what, told him the business. So, um, there's, they're organized internally, um, by their own principles and heart. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was, well, that was the sort of strength and weakness mixed together. Can you talk about some weaknesses, more specific? Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> dwarves can get, um, they can get, they can, they are so principled and they, they love their rules and they want to stand by them that they can get stuck. And if somebody has a new idea or an innovation or a very different way of doing something, then their principle says they get really stuck. My, um, my cousin's husband could not get behind the fact that his elf son wouldn't come to dinner at six o'clock because that is when we eat dinner. That's when everyone's home. That's when the food is cooked. That's what families do. And um, it took him, it took a lot of um, informing him about the differences in his family for him to let that go. Now, when he, he got a, another option, which was to spend time with his elf son, um, you know, later in the evening and doing things that they both enjoyed and he could do that. And that would be the rule. And then they would do that every night or most nights. He was fine. He's totally fine. But his weakness was that he had a hard time adjusting. Um, so they can be a little hot headed. They can be a little stuck. Um, when you think about like, if it, if it ain't broken, then why fix it? Yes. This old, oh, like, yeah. That's very dwarf mind. Very dwarf like, mind. Oh, my grandfather do it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll live. Totally. Like, yeah. I'll and it's live. A, my grandfather did it this way. My, yes. my yeah. You know, my father did it this way. So this is the way we do it. There's no yeah. other way. They're just profoundly singularly focused. Yes. They, they kind of go like, what works? This works. So why, why if it ain't broke? And it would be yeah. hard for a dwarf to understand the, like, for instance, an elf wants to innovate it or mm -hmm. a fairy can think of an entirely different way to do it all together. It would just that that shit be coming out of dwarf like like mm -mm. Out of left field, no room, no mm -mm. space for that <laughs> because they're so yeah. that that's it's the resiliency that they're moving with. So they're so they're moving like. Like a like a miner or drilling, so they're moving with this resiliency. Mm -hmm. So if you're coming at it with some new fancy idea or mm -mm. some, you know, what like is some hack. this? Some mm -mm. hacky, you know, it's like it doesn't feel dependable mm -hmm. for them to place this uh. rock of resilience. Mm -hmm. I always call them like Flintstone people. You know, yeah. like they're not going to get. They're not sensitive. Like they're <laughs> they're the thick, thick, thick skin. Mm -hmm. So they're not gonna get offended quickly the way a human would. They're not gonna get collapsed or knocked off the way a fairy would. They're they're not gonna get um stuck in and like curled in on themselves the same way that a hobbit would, but they're just but but they're just gonna be like, you know, they gotta pound through something for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. How do they look? What do they dress like? Dwarves are a little bit of flash, a little bit of bling. Um, they've got um, metal. They metal. Wear the metal. metal. One, yeah. So if it's a female dwarf, you're going to see some blingy earrings, some which is like gems, gold. like gold or silver or. But it, yeah, it's going to be, or diamonds. It's not, yeah, it's not going to be like a sparkly, multicolored rainbow like a fairy would wear. Bling. No, it's going to be a rock. Or it's <laughs> or not going to be human bling like the Kardashians with like, it's going to be no. diamonds, gold, silver. Yep. And it's, <laughs> it's going to be, be like, money. It's going to be money. Dwarves are good with money. That's another strength we didn't say. 
I don't know a dwarf that isn't good with money. They're, they got their eye on their money. Um, and so exactly the, the jewels and the, and the clothes are going to reflect that money. Um, you can see it, you know, a dwarf guy, cause he's going to have a flashy watch. You know, nobody wears watches anymore, but a dwarf man will, <laughs> um, and, or like a big, you know, flashy chain, um, heavy, yeah. like piece of, yeah, metal hanging, metal off, hanging off. It's going to be metal. something a little sexy, a little bit, um, a little bit badass. You know, that's that's kind right. of their vibe. But a, a female's going to have a, a real money purse. A real like, money purse. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's gonna, it's not going to be all trendy like the Fendi or Chanel chirp purse that like the Kardashians have, and it's not going to be sparkly like it's really a big. It's in the shape of a poodle diamond, like the fairy wood. It's going to be like solid leather. Mm-hmm. With a silver chain. With a silver chain. And it's going to have, you know, a wine opener in there. It's going to have yeah. um, other tools. Yeah. Uh, dwarves like love tools. Metal lighter. Okay, you, could do a whole, you could do a whole series on what's in my bag. What's in my bag? Yeah, 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 we'll do it. Let's, we'll not, do go, it totally. let's not go there. Yeah. Totally. But there's going to be um, tools on a dwarf, right? They're, they're, they're yeah. working. They're workers. So they're going to have, this, whether it's the woman in her purse, she's got a bunch of tools in there. Or my stepfather, he's got a, you know, a fisherman shirt that he wears <laughs> and he likes it because it has pockets so he can put all his tools in it. I love yeah. it. What do they eat? What do they, what do they like to eat? Dwarves are like our steak and potatoes group, right? Those, that traditional, reliable, um, you know, stick to your ribs kind of food that'll get them through a 12 hour day. Because there is, it has to do with that resilience, like yeah. the, the things that they need. So they're also fat protein, yeah. but they but plenty don't of carbohydrates. Need as many. Yeah. They want to balance that with carbohydrates yeah. because they are already so grounded they can they can handle all that carb mm-hmm. and what they need is is the the amount of energy that's going to move them they got to move a mountain today mm-hmm. so they need the food that'll get them through so that is that yeah they're big eaters not often a lot of complex food they like that again it's going to have those sort of like rules and traditions so it'll maybe be five to seven dishes that they regularly rotate that same spaghetti dish that steak and potatoes that you know soup they make that hunk of salmon that they you know make the same way strong (laughs) coffee strong coffee no sugar no No. cream in it yeah energy drinks i don't know a dwarf that doesn't either do black coffee or energy drinks um (laughs) yep coca-colas and they can take it their bodies can take a lot of stuff that uh the the rest of the creatures might be a little sensitive to. yeah what would be an alcoholic by what we might deem as an alcoholic is actually just a comfortable evening drink for <laughs> for for a dwarf any every night again it just bounces that, off but it's that flintstone people it's like they're so strong mm-hmm. that avatar yeah. is a real strength yeah yep. yep um what do they what do they do for work what's their right occupation yeah, anything with that resilience and that reliability. They run um, the granite company. They run the granite company. <laughs> yep, yep, and they make sure they get their cut from the, the logging. Yeah, yeah, they run I mean, the logging outfit. And I feel like that not, was a little run, person. I feel like when you said that was a little personal. <laughs> 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 You're like they run the granite company. Do you know a dwarf that runs a granite company? 
It's just like they're mi- they're just, miners. They're they're like they're, they're business people. They they're can be business, business people. people. They're very but, good at business. You know, if they could if they could uh, trade in in literal rock, that's so the that's where that comes from. But um, gotcha. That they also might be if it's, a, if it's a you know uh, um, a trades job, they're going to be the trucker that is that can go cross country and do it in one shot. You know, um, and the and they're going to be. Um, family oriented, you know, uh, mom might be mobster, the a mobster, mom <laughs> but she might be the, you know, <laughs> the soccer coach, the, um, you know, the, the, the family oriented teachers and coaches. I know a lot of dwarf coaches, both male and female. It kind of makes them sound a little terrifying. <laughs> they can be really good athletes. Athletes, yeah. Because they are so strong and resilient. Yep. So good some bankers. really great soccer players. Jewelers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fashion brands, they cool. can be good chefs. Yep. Okay. Contractors. Contractors for sure. They, and like They're plumbers. also going to be like... The only people doing septic contracting <laughs> is dwarfs. Like you're, there's uh-huh. nobody else doing septic contractors. Yeah. So there's some jobs that are very specific. Yep. For, for, for. Because what it takes, dwarfs. right, to be to do, let's say, a septic contractor, they gotta own a truck. <laughs> they gotta have the, they gotta have the resilience to when dig she says in the dirt. truck, she or like mean a tractor, a tractor. A I'm sorry, a big tractor. I mean a tractor. Yes, they need to have a, a truck and a tractor. They need to be able to haul that stuff. They need to have the strength to do that. They need to um, be willing to dig in the dirt for hours on end. Sometimes dwarves make really good pests for. Term, term, termite fumigators, exterminators, exterminators. Yep. that can be yeah. good dwarfs also. Yeah. So that can be All this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you name some famous exterminators? <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. No, Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Johnson. Oh, yeah. He, okay. There That's you a go. famous the actual Terminator. Ro- jo- Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger is a classic dwarf. That's a famous Terminator. <laughs> I can't believe you had answered my question. <laughs> <laughs> I name some more female dwarves. Uh, Leah Remini. She's uh, yeah. she's an actress who um, was in the Church of Scientology and has famously uh, left the Church of Scientology and helped many people leave the church and makes them into basically family members. So she's um, she's often on television with a rant. The, about that. the there's a sh- the Fast and Furious show. And it always stars Don and Letty, and those actors are both dwarfs. The fe- the the woman who plays Letty, and the woman who plays Dom, mm. the the man who plays Dom, is a famous. Is that oh, Vin Vince or, um, or what is his name? Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel and Letty. She. Um, I don't know her name. Yeah, she's a female actress who's a dwarf, and the and the characters are dwarfs. Totally. Okay. Fast and Furious is oh, yeah. as, as dwarfy as it gets. Yeah, car, car stuff is. Car stuff. Can yep. be dwarfs. Building cars, car, like the auto body shops, dwarfs. Mm-hmm. Joe okay. Rogan's a famous dwarf who loves all things cars and toys. Weightlifters. Um, weightlifters, yep. Yeah. Can ha- hold a drink. <laughs> um, probably, some, probably some boxers. Boxers, yep. Yeah, and that yeah. includes female boxers, like some of the big oh, female sure. boxers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's that 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 level of athleticism, you know. 
Yeah, and I that couldn't imagine a female boxer that was any other type. Like they would just have to be. They would have to be a dwarf. dwarf. Yeah, well, I that's it. This is ironically, there are some occupations definitely dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> movie directing and sound sound producing is the is the realm of elves. You know. Yeah. Gardening, farming—that's the world of hobbits. Yeah. And um, soccer moms, and it's the world of humans. <laughs> so there's crossover, but we have, the pink is a good example of a dwarf pink. musician. Yes, you know, not always the land of dwarves, but um, but she's got that toughness, right? That resilience. Um, she's got a lot of flash. You know, she loves she yeah. loves her toys, right? She married a medieval, Knievel kind of guy, or forget the biker. She married a, a biker, and she would take bikes out with him. Medieval, Medi- Knievel. <laughs> that's a Where good. That? That's a good stage name. Somebody take it. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so the final one, humans. What can we say about humans? Sometimes we put humans in the final place because their energy is very balanced. They are the most sort of balanced energy signature of all of them. So we think of fairies as being super fast and elves are super fast and hobbits end up being quite slow and grounded and, and every, you know, like in, in humans are, we always put them in last because they're a level of balance. Um, and it is kind of a strength of a human that they can get deeply offended and deeply upset and then quickly get over it and be lighthearted again Really quickly. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to stew. They're not going to, you know, they're not even really going to bring stuff up from the past mm-hmm. and throw it at you. They're they're balanced that way. <laughs> and they're really strong at understanding what's expected and playing in. And some might think of that as a weakness. <laughs> because who cares what other people think? Um, but it happens to be a strength of the human avatar. So if that's the the avatar that you have, that that is the strength of that avatar. It's going to be looking at the situation, sussing out everybody's role and playing in at that role really, really sincerely. Mm-hmm. So give me like a weakness that they might have then. Um, well, then they get really offended if people other people aren't in their roles and no one else will (laughs) because uh all the others are working they're less they have like they're moving really fast and they're really innovative thinkers or they're really really grounded or they're super resilient and so they're not necessarily as focused on being the best mother as is expected of mothers or being the best um you know, manager at the job or Mm -hmm. being, you know, they have a real strength of like organizing things. Like, like if there was a company picnic or if there was a family wedding, like the humans are going to be fantastic organizing because they can see the role Mm -hmm. that everyone is supposed to play there and and how the roles are going to play out. But then their weaknesses, they just go, they get so offended very, very quickly offended because no one else is playing for those roles. And so they get kind of offended quick. um, Really thrown off. Thrown off, you know. Um, But then the strength is that they'll bounce out Mm -hmm. quite quickly. They'll get through it and bounce back up and carry on with the organization quite good. 
Mm-hmm. What do they look like? Like, how do they dress? Really trendy. <laughs> so whatever is the latest trend. And in fact, a lot of humans are trendsetters mm. and we'll, we'll set those trends. Um, so they're very interested in what the majority movement is. And so they're looking, so whatever culture you're in they're they're hitting that mainstream stride. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are, I don't know, a socialite in Hollywood, they're going to dress in right inside of those trends. They're going to, you know, depends also on wherever their income level is. If it's, if it's an income level of a upper middle class sort of North American, it's going to be shopping at Bergdorf and Nordstrom Nordstrom's and, and, and really like what this season's trend is, what what looks good if you're somebody who's more if you're a human and you're in a more rural environment and you're working on a, a much lower income scale you're still doing what's trendy at Target mm-hmm. um, really interested yeah. in you know or what's what's trendy at yep. kind of that store level um, so it depends on the income level where you're going but you're looking for that mainstream trend you're looking for the season trend the season colors like what are the sneakers that everyone's wearing are we wearing sneakers or are we mm-hmm. wearing you know boots or like what are mm-hmm. we doing and so when you really you're looking at that trendy um that's a human and you know yeah what about like what about eating like you say trendy like are, trendy eaters di- yeah. they must be the diets right like you know yeah, absolutely a, a human will try <laughs> mm-hmm. all the different diets depending on whatever the trend is at the time <laughs> they will also eat trendy foods so if truffles and everybody's eating truffles then humans are eating truffles like mm-hmm. and they're gonna put them on their food and put them on their chips and put them on their mac and cheese or whatever and if if the trend is yeah if it's um really gourmet pizzas Mm -hmm. you know then that's the pizzas they're ordering they're ordering these gourmet pizzas um if the trend is going back to british sunday roasts then they're going to host these great sunday roasts you know so they're eating on trend and they're eating in a role also sort of like if my Mm -hmm. role is father then we're sitting at the table. I'm sitting at the head of the table. We're eating this dinner. Everybody's sitting down. Um, we eat lunch. You know, like they're, they're, it's really routined based on the role. Yeah. Okay. So then, like, what kind of jobs are they going to work? Um, these are really good. Like, if you're talking about like tra- like traditional jobs, like a mm-hmm. secretarial or an office manager mm-hmm. or a procurement officer, someone who's a who's a buyer for things, mm-hmm. a catering manager, mm-hmm. um, uh, they're very good trendsetters. So you know, famous, really famous humans are all the Kardashians. There's so many mm-hmm. Kardashians, right? Mm-hmm. That is human to the core. It's about a role. It's about the way other people are perceiving that role. It's about what's on trend and it's about do what it takes to represent that trend in that role. Okay. So they're dressing uh, and eating yeah. inside of that. I sometimes wonder too, just, uh, 
because I just have an, a grandmother who lives in uh, like a, a self-help home with like assistance. And I wonder if some of those people are human. Oh, yeah. So- mm-hmm. yes. Really good assistance. Super good. Especially yep. if an assistant for someone who's really in the public eye mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. going to be so good at identifying how they're supposed to be perceived yeah. and what is the appropriate etiquette for things. So excellent position for yep. humans. Yeah, yeah totally. personal there's, assistant, there's, assistant. And when they've been in yeah. that role, they they would like to stay in that role because they're all they're identified with their role. So they're really, they could reliably be in that role for 30, 40 years. But you're also going to get like a really good like maitre d' mm-hmm. or cultural, you know, like the, the daughters of the revolution, <laughs> you know, cultural coordinator or the cotillion, mm-hmm. the people who are hosting and teaching the cotillions. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the like, president um, of the sorority or fraternity. Sorority public, pres- public, yeah. public school educators, potentially. They can be. Could be That's a better hobbit job. Yeah. Okay. It's more the sorority or the fraternity. It's right? more like, okay. yeah, it's more yeah. like, it's more like helping people with etiquette Helping people with the role they're supposed to be playing, Fit helping the with the trend and the trend setting. Okay. Um, so that's what we're really talking about, like like the buyers for mm-hmm. you know um, for Nike, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so totally. so the corporation, but mm-hmm. the buyer for Nike that's gonna whatever you know, like mm-hmm. whereas the fairy is gonna be great at the marketing. You know, the elf is the good CEO and the strategist. This mm-hmm. is really, this is the buyer. This is the, the assistant to the CEO. This is that person who's walking around, like, recognizing the roles, recognizing the etiquettes, recognizing, okay. you know, the trends. The social norms. The social norms. Setting the social norms. Mm-hmm. Cool. But they're all magical and they're all wonderful and they're all, have such gift, each each one of us. And it feels so good to actually land in the suit of your avatar and not try to be something you're not try to fight and pretend you're another suit mm-hmm. because often a pa- you often grew up in a world where your parents were wearing different suits mm-hmm. um maybe a dwarf maybe a gnome maybe two gnomes and you're an elf mm-hmm. um and you just start to move the way they move and then you constantly think there's something wrong with you because your 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 authentic way is slightly different and you can lose it you you lose your ability to see it mm-hmm Somebody wanted to ask you once said it was fairies were uh, moved by essence, elves moved by energy, hobbits by form, gnomes by information, dwarves by principle, and humans by role, which I thought was a really R-O-L-E, not rolling on the ground. Um, somebody wanted to ask about, like, what if I don't feel like it? Because it, first of all, when I was first introduced to this, I, I work with Meg for those who are listening that don't know we worked together for a long time when meg told me that i was an elf i was pretty overjoyed it made sense to me because i was identifying elf as link from the legend of zelda and <laughs> legolas from lord of the rings and i loved those characters i've always felt like that's who i wanted to, that's who i wanted to dress up for for halloween yeah um all this stuff um come to find out uh no one in my family is an elf and so then it was sort of like this relief to hear, oh, I'm an elf. This is so great. But what if people don't feel like their creature? I think it's- and maybe, maybe, and maybe the first question I actually want to ask is, do you choose your creature? No, Karen? and it's not genetic. It's just okay. the avatar you came in with, and that particular avatar is really good 
for the kind of karma that you're needing to work through in this incarnation. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty kind but, of mind boggling. Can you, can you say more about that at all? About sure. how it's not something that we, that was something we come with. We don't choose this avatar. Like I can't say, Oh, I want to be a hobbit. You know, not like up in heaven going, Hmm, I like this hat. I like this, this avatar, you know, the way that you can for a video game. Um, what happens is you're coming into the, this particular avatar because this avatar, which is to say like using a fairy, for example, which is a very fast moving, going through, uh, essences more than ideas or more than morals or more than principles or anything like it's an essence, the essence of things. And so a being has some karma to move through, um, which isn't necessarily a like lesson they have to learn. I, I don't mm. subscribe to that, but, but that there are a number of belief systems that a being can liberate themselves from in an incarnation. And the best way to do that is going to be through one of these avatars. And one of these avatars is going to get them closer to liberating themselves from that belief system mm. than another. So let's say you have a belief system of I cannot be loved. And you have a number of incarnations where you were, um, you were a slave. You weren't another incarnation where your family forced you into a marriage that, you know, didn't work, you know, was whatever, whatever. So you had a whole bunch of incarnations that somehow deepened the story, the karma that I cannot be loved. And here you come in again and you have another opportunity to either indulge or liberate this belief. <laughs> and that's karma. That's what karma is. And so one of these avatars is going to deeply support, and it might be being a fairy, being super, super innovative and out of the box is really going to ground you into seeing through this belief system or indulging it. You, you could go the other way also. But being okay. a hobbit or being a dwarf or being a gnome is going to be based on the ability to liberate yourself from a habitual karmic pattern or grinding it in. And in truth, it's the <laughs> same thing because often grinding something so deeply in finally liberates you from mm -hmm. it. It'll serve. It starts to be, it's so freaking painful to be rejected one more time, like in this lifetime, to get it rejected and rejected and rejected. And re you eventually start to see through it and be like, God, I'm just, I'm unwilling to go down this road again. Mm. Could there be something else here? And it's just the avatar is going to help you do that. Can it change at all? Like can the avatar change? No, no, it can, you can become more self-actualized, more authentically yourself. And we do find that if somebody has this idea like, oh, I'd rather be an elf than a gnome, and they are a gnome, that, I mean, it's really rare, first of all, I, I do find that. But it's it's these sort of preconceived ideas of like a gnome is nerdy or bookish or um, or evil or whatever. It was something from folklore or something that they picked up. And when we really describe what it actually is then they feel seen and they light up and mm. they become more into themselves. So um, we haven't found that anybody changes because it, it is, it's a, it's a blueprint. It's, it's in there. Um, it's what you got till your next incarnation. Yeah. For now, it's what you got. It's the body. It's the body you're in. 
And I would say yeah. everybody does want to be exactly who they are. They just have maybe some conditioning that would block that. But um, in the end, every everybody I've worked with and every friend or family member, when they step into their avatar and really own it and, and feel seen about it, um, it's, a, it's a boon. It's a benefit. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Bye.